0: In the accounts of history, warfare evolved from regimented rows of soldiers marching headlong into battle to a more strategic and unconventional approach. This transformation was particularly evident during the American Revolution, when revolutionary soldiers challenged the norm by using trees for cover and adopting guerrilla tactics. In today's episode, we are discussing a new approach to development that Zenger Folkman has pioneered. It is a revolutionary concept known as strength builders, which challenges traditional methods and offers a fresh perspective on enhancing leadership skills. Welcome to the 90th percentile, an unconventional leadership podcast by Zanger Folkman. Each week, using research from over 1.5 million global assessments of leaders, we analyze different leadership traits, trends, and what it really takes for leaders to get to that 90th percentile. Today, I am joined by my co-host, Joe Folkman, who is a renowned psychometrician.
1: Thanks, Bree. It's great to be here, and I'm excited about the topic today, strength builders. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, you know, let's really dig into this and talk uh, about them and how we discovered them and why they work. By the way, we're, we're the only organization on the face of the earth that has this technology that uses this approach. And we think it's a game changer because our data suggests that most of the leaders that go through our development process experience significantly more change because of this new approach to development. So let's talk about strength builders and why they work and how they work imagine that you get some feedback and the feedback is you're not very inspirational, <laughs> you know, kind of like, oh, you suck the energy out of the room when you come in, you know, it's like,
0: yeah.
1: okay. So what would you do to improve? Well, most people, when you say, how would you become more inspiring? They might say, well, I'll, I'll sign up for a public speaking course or a presentation skills course or, I'll read a book on, you know, human motivation and what helps, or I'll I'll just try to be more enthusiastic and <laughs> speak louder or more <laughs> rapidly. I don't know if that really helps. Or you attend a kind of a motivational seminar and hear motivational speakers and walk away from that and try to be just like them. Hmm. I, after you do these things, uh, you're a little better, but you kind of move from poor to good. And the real question is, how do you go to the next step? How do you move from good to great?
0: Yeah. And that kind of process that you just described is what we would call linear development. And I think it's becomes, it, it does become tricky to go to the next phase because you get in this routine of what you know how to do, but you still want to improve, you want to get better.
1: Well, yeah, and, and this linear approach is what we started to do. And it's, it's really how we think about development and improvement. Uh, in the first part of my career, leadership development was really focused on identifying weaknesses. And to help improve weaknesses, people use a linear approach.
0: Yeah, the problem really shows up when leaders realize they've taken the course, they've read the article, and people are annoyed when they're just speaking louder and more rapidly (laughs) to communicate better. So I want to share a story that I think really exemplifies the non-linear path to training and development that we want to discuss today to open our minds to some different pathways for development. So Neil Vanderpoel. He is a renowned speed skater who achieved legendary status by clinching gold medals in both the 10K and the 5K events at the 2022 Winter Games, while setting a world record that stood not just like point, you know five seconds above, no, he was 13 seconds ahead of his closest competitors, which is crazy. However, Neil's path to greatness was anything but straightforward. So, in the lead up to the 2022 games, Neil kind of found himself underperforming and he was plagued by fear that he might get injured, he might fall sick, or he just wasn't really going to do that best, that he would uh, fail to perform well. And this fear was really affecting his skating abilities and, more important, his overall well being, because his whole life, his entire identity had been entwined in just this one sport. So, Neil decided to take a bold and unconventional step for his training that left many in the athletic world scratching their heads. He started taking weekends off. From Friday night to Monday morning, he went out with his friends, he pursued other hobbies, maybe read some books, he he just indulged in the joy of being a well-rounded human being like the rest of us. And people around him thought he was crazy. But you know what the astonishing result was? That Neil’s performance at the Winter Games was nothing short of immaculate. Not only did he claim gold, set the world record, but he also penned this comprehensive training guide for speed skating, and in this guide he wove together not only the exercise science and training schedules, all that linear stuff, but also this profound philosophy that he discovered. Neil realized that the meaning he derived from these weekends spent outside of the world of sports allowed him to shed his crippling fears, ultimately enhancing his athletic prowess. Moreover, these enriching experiences outside of sports made him more complete and fulfilled individual, reinforcing the meaning he found in the athletic journey. I thought this was a great way to open this discussion on nonlinear development, because there are non-obvious ways that we can improve performance by observing the behaviors that are linked to that performance. In this case, Neil found that he didn't need to skate more. He needed the mental break to enhance his performance.
1: Hmm. That's a great example, Brie. So let's start unpacking this by talking about exactly what strength builders are. Unlike traditional linear methods that dominate the leadership development field, strength builders look at the subtle interplay between skills and their companions. Now, by identifying behaviors closely correlated with the high competency ratings that people get on when they have profound strengths, we uncovered a collection of related behaviors we call strength builders. So in sports, we see it with cross training. If a runner wants to improve their running, and a lot of times you'd think, well, what should they do to improve? They should run more. (laughs) (laughs) If they're running 10 miles, they should run 20. If they run 20, 140, you know, more, more, more. And you think about where does this go ultimately, and what it becomes is an injury. Yeah. What runners have found is that there's other ways to improve their speed at running, and one of those is by weight training. Now, this may not seem obvious, but it's a different path to get to the same results. In Neil's case, he needed to improve his skating, and also he needed the mental capacity to release his fears and related behaviors. Now, this worked for him, and he used his weekends as a time for him to take the needed physical break and focus on improving himself mentally and emotionally by forming better relationships and different hobbies.
0: Yeah. So these strength builders are like inseparable companions that provide these vital clues for a different path toward enhancing essential leadership qualities. Now, take a second. Think about it. Leadership qualities can be a bit obscure. I mean, think of a skill like like taking initiative. If I'm a person who's great at saying yes at doing things and delivering assignments on time, how do I improve this skill? How do I increase the perception others have of my ability on taking initiative? Do I just say yes to more things and die trying to do it all? No. Luckily, there's a smarter way to do this, and discovering these linked Behaviors that we call strength builders was a big part of solving this puzzle for improving strengths. For example, one of the strength builders of taking initiative is having the ability to solve problems. So rather than looking for some odd job to do that might demonstrate initiative, find a problem that needs to be solved. If you take the initiative to solve a common problem that everyone has put up with for years, that will be more noticeable to others and probably make you a hero in your organization. So, Joe, can you go into more details of how these strength builders work in building strengths and taking skills to that next level?
1: Uh, be aware, Bree, that we didn't use kind of a theoretical approach uh, to, to find these out. What we did is we used kind of a form of AI. And what I mean by that is we had data on thousands and thousands of leaders from all these 360 assessments that we'd done.
0: Mm-hmm. Now,
1: in all this database, we had uh, specific competencies, and then we had other competencies. So we looked in the database and found connections between one competency and another. These connections really provided us with insights in what behaviors are strongly associated with a particular competency. Now, we found that there's six mechanisms that explain this phenomena. The first mechanism is that a strength and and the strength builder fit together. If you have attribute A, people assume you have attribute B. Perceptionally, People believe that these characteristics fit together. It's sort of like if I see you doing one thing, then I assume you do the other thing. (laughs) Improving one behavior creates the perception that the other is more positive. Now, the second one is a strength builder is often a core element of a behavior. For example, interpersonal skills is a strength builder of technical skills. What appears to be happening here is having a strong interpersonal skills facilitates the sharing of knowledge and the persuasion of others to a new position and positive interactions in terms of solving problems. We do not believe that uh, improving interpersonal skills helps make technical knowledge grow For the most part, the impact of interpersonal skills on technical ability seems to be that it facilitates the communication of technical knowledge. It enhances the appreciation other people have of a person's technical skills.
0: Well, okay. So for example, when Jane speaks up in meetings, others see how smart she is and capable she is and their perception of her technical ability goes up because she spoke up more. (laughs)
1: <laughs> that's a really good example. Oh, There you go. What's next? The third one is achieving a high level of skill in one behavior helps develop related behaviors. For example, being skilled in self-development is a strong companion for developing others. In other words, if I can do it myself, I can probably do it with others.
0: Yeah. And what I love about this aspect of strength builders, it's Think of it as like that two for one, right? You're working on the one and it automatically kind of lifts the other as you go. So just to reiterate, the first three we talked about, strength builders kind of fit together in people's mind. There's often a core element of a different behavior and that they helped develop related behaviors. All right. What are the next few?
1: Number four, strength builders change the context in which we operate. Now, for example, we found that strong relationships between a person's ability to communicate and the extent to which a person is trusted. Now, typically when people attempt to improve their ability to communicate, they focus on the message they deliver and how they deliver it and speaking more clearly uh, what they say and how they say it. This research indicates that if a people trust a leader then the leader does not need to give a world-class speech. The fact is, when people trust you, that will cause the message to be accepted. (laughs) Without trust, however, no amount of great oration can help people accept the message.
0: That is so true.
1: Number five, developing a strength can change a person. Strengthening a behavior can have far-reaching effects altering one's perception attitudes, and outlook on life. Think of what Neil said of expanding his personal abilities and interests beyond just skating and how it improved his life. This way of mastering your strength really improves your confidence. It makes you more well-rounded. And because you're simultaneously building skills, it can have a profound positive impact on your life.
0: If we think about that, Linear approach that we we talked about at the beginning. It's not that reading the book or taking a class is bad. It's just that many behaviors contribute to this perception that a leader is motivational and inspirational. And understanding strength builders and the ones associated with that strength gives leaders additional avenues to enhance the perception that others have.
1: Well, and and keep in mind that. We came up with all these things because we got the research. We found the correlations. We found the interaction effects between these various things. So having multiple tools in your toolbox for improving helps playing a unique role in creating the overall perception. And this research provides leaders with a new map for their leadership development journey, offering alternative courses that are oftentimes unintuitive.
0: I want to share just one more example that you gave in a paper once, um, from this experience you had at an oil company with an executive who wanted to get better at his relationship building skills. And you asked him, "Okay, what's your goal?" And he said, "Okay, I'm going to be nicer." <laughs> and you came back, "Well, what does that mean?" And he said, "Well, you know, uh, I'm I'm going to be friendly, not pushy." And you know, faced with this well intentioned but vague reply. You discussed with him the seven strength builders associated with relationship building. And then you asked, do any of these companion skills jump out at you? And after a bit of reflection, the executive responded, optimism. I've always prided myself on finding a flaw in any argument or potential problem no one can see. That's a helpful trait when you're running an oil refinery. But I can see how it undermines my relationship with others. People may not like to have a discussion with someone who's always telling them why their ideas don't work. <laughs> so right there, he found from the associated strength builder, he found a way that he could work on building that strength in relationship building that may not have been the most intuitive path at first.
1: I was coaching an executive in a, in a French company and and I'd call him up for a coaching session and I'd say, what have you been doing? He says, I've been reading through the development guide. These things are incredible. I've got great ideas. These This shows me alternative paths to get to the same end. So, Bree, strength builders open up new doors for development for those who struggle with the traditional linear approach.
0: So, right now we have a new ebook that has just been released that goes over all of this strength builder technology from our extraordinary leader program. Um, it talks about um, a lot of the leadership theories and models that we use at Sanger Folkman. I think you'll find it really fascinating. I'll leave the link for you to download that ebook in our episode notes. So, until next week. The 90th Percentile and Unconventional Leadership Podcast was written and recorded by Brianna Corin, Jack Zanger, and Joe Folkman, and produced by Zanger Folkman. If you are interested in learning more about Zanger Folkman's award winning 360 degree assessments, leadership, and coaching offerings, or would like to attend our monthly leadership webinar series hosted by Jack and Joe, visit our website at zangerfolkman.com. If you like our podcast, tell your friends and coworkers about it, and be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher, and leave us a great review. We really like to read them. All resources and links to the research referenced in this episode can be found in our episode details or on our podcast page on ZangerFolkman.com.